Welcome to a very spooky episode of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Sarah, Hillary, and our special guest, Cristo Tauciani, yes. associate producer. Associate producer. Hi. Alfred Hitchcock expert. Well, I oh, yes, would indeed. not say that. Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> aficionado. <laughs> Um, oh, thank you. Classes. No big deal. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Christo. Thanks for um, having me. We're very excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. I feel neutral about you <laughs> being here. Um, for those of you who uh, are not familiar with us in person, Christo and Hillary are very close friends, life, yeah. l- life mates on the yeah. journey. Yeah, I'm glad we're just putting this life. out there now so <laughs> yeah. that everyone... Yeah. <laughs> Is just aware before this conversation. Christo begins. is the friend that I watch all the movies with for this yes. podcast. So he's almost so I finally like, get to say my opinions. Though. And uh, today's film, or this month's film, actually for the entire month, we'll be talking about Vertigo. Spooky, spooky. So we'll be talking about Vertigo, uh, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Did we determined nineteen fifty eight? Nineteen fifty eight. Classic suspense film. Before we get into talking about the film Vertigo, let's go around the table and uh, what what were your experiences? Have you seen Vertigo before? Did you have any preconceived notions about Vertigo before watching it? Uh, let's start with Sarah. I This was one of my favorite films, actually. I've watched this every year since maybe I was like 13 or something. Oh, wow. And I, th- I just think it's great. It is a classic, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think hopefully a lot of our listeners have probably seen this film. I went in super confident that I'd seen this movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never fucking yeah. seen this movie before. Whoa. Yeah, it you'd remember insane. it if you had. Yeah, it's a little batshit crazy. Yeah. For sure. Um, it was a bit shocking since I thought I knew the plot and I didn't. <laughs> okay, so Hillary's our fresh yeah. viewer. Mm-hmm. Fresh viewer at the table. Yeah, yeah I, um, I had seen it, definitely, but I did not remember some key points <laughs> in the movie. Um, particularly the ending for some reason. I don't know why that, I feel like I should have definitely remembered that part, but I, um, yeah, I, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan and I, like I said, I took a few classes, so I probably have even seen it more than once, but it's still, I don't know. That was obvious. I think the last time I probably watched it was like six years ago. If I did, Mm. I mean, I did. (laughs) So it's been a while. So now you're coming at it with a fresh perspective. So that's exciting. Um, Also, of course, we're looking through it, uh, at it through the lens of a feminist perspective, which I think gives us a lot to talk about. A lot. Yes. Um, So I've seen this movie a bunch of times. Um, I actually hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, she she forgot a little bit of it. Um, I did. I forgot a little bit of it. We'll get to that. Um, I remembered some of the big things. Um, I, uh, of course, you know, as a film person, uh, love how Alfred Hitchcock. I love Vertigo. Um, I love Rear Window. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to show clips from this film in uh, when I was, because te- I used to teach at the Air Institute. I used to teach editing. And I show some clips from this film, uh, one of which I showed as an example of classical Hollywood-style editing. But it works sh- so well. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and I used to show the dream sequence, which we'll talk about later. I used to show that as an example of the way you can cut something in a way that mimics the mental state of a character. So, yeah, so I've seen this movie a lot, but uh, much like Hillary, uh, forgot a few things that you that were kind of shocking to me that I didn't remember. Um, so I think it's been a while since I've seen it, but... Uh, so I was I'm, the only one, I guess, who like yeah, totally knew what I'm was going on the whole way through. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that <laughs> yeah. thought I had seen it and forgot lots of it. I remember, like, because Sarah and I watched it together, and I was like, what is happening? And Sarah's like, <laughs> yeah. how can you not know if you've seen this movie as many times as you claim? Um, okay, so that's our experience with Vertigo prior to the podcast. So let's get into talking about this movie. 
Some sort of distance. Let's just do it. You look stupid and rich. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. Fascist. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, we're going to get into talking about Vertigo. Um, uh, because it's October, of course, we wanted to pick something from the horror genre. And we picked a nightmarish patriarchal hellscape of a film to discuss <laughs> this month. Um, so let's start right here at the top. Um, we've got a credit sequence over an extreme close-up of a frightened woman's face. I don't really know what to say about this title sequence. I think it's kind of obvious that we're already kind of fetishizing parts of a woman's body, but the, but the woman's also frightened. So that's, yeah. it's not just any woman. It's like a frightened woman mm-hmm. who's got wide eyes and we've got the swirling. The screensaver in her eyeball. The sc- <laughs> yes, I thought it was look like a screensaver. <laughs> I, I love the title. I do like the title sequence. I think it I stands really, out yeah, from this cool. period. Yeah. So it's a and nice. The, the mute, mute, mute music is very haunting. Ha- mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. music and the music from the Omen are like, the the scores that I hear when I wake up in the middle of the night and have to pee. Like I hear Whoa. like... You hear classical music when you wake up? <laughs> yes. Jesus. Yeah, I literally, my first note is this music's got me feeling all uppity. You're feeling uppity. So you were feeling uppity yes. from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, and it's like awesome. Something's... The whole score from the get-go is really, yes. really awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Bernard Herrmann, he collaborated with Hitchcock a lot. He also wrote the score for Psycho. Mm-hmm. So, oh. Classic. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say about this credit sequence? Well, it stars Kim Novak and James Stewart. That's right, it does. Hitchcock and Blondes. What? Hitchcock, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I think anybody here who's listening who uh, knows a lot about Hitchcock knows that Hitchcock actually did have, a, he had a very, uh, Blondes were motif in his film. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and... Uh, uh, Kim Novak was sort of a very clear example of that sort of blonde, fetishized 1950s woman. I mean, the movie, we yeah. don't, you know, we're, we're, we'll get into the larger themes of it, but I think that in itself is a pretty big topic mm-hmm. of the film. All right. So um, after the title sequence, we've got this opening chase, which is uh, Jimmy Stewart. He's a detective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At first, mm-hmm. I couldn't really, I wasn't yeah, I was confused. There's, he's a de- detective. Confused. There's a cop with him. Mm hmm. And, and they're, they're chasing, chasing after a bad guy, I guess. Who eventually chasing after just a bogey. Gets away. He gets away. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, you know, not well, as important as what he happens. He gets away because James Stewart falls off the roof, though. It's because he got dizzy and the other cop was like, where's my guy? And like looks back and he's dangling mm-hmm. from the roof. So that's why the guy got away. He went Remind back to pull him off the roof. the roof. It was like a a parkour. Oh, so he didn't quite. It was parkour. It was a bad parkour. Um, (laughs) So he didn't quite make the jump because they're on a rooftop. I don't know if we mentioned this, but they're running from rooftop to rooftop as you do. Yeah, like the first grab of the ladder was. Yeah. So he's running and doesn't make a jump. Perhaps is that. And he's clinging to the the edge of the roof. Right. Well, I thought what he explained in the next scene was that it was like his vertigo, and he was on the roof, saw the ground, got dizzy, and then fainted. Yeah, that's why he blames himself. Well, let's talk about this. This is a chicken and egg scenario for me. I feel like did the vertigo come first, or does he have vertigo because of this incident? Because I think it's. I thought it was because of this incident. Started from that. Yeah, it seemed like the trouble started from that moment. In 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 the next scene, they they discuss how like he quit because of the vertigo. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, you have it, or whatever." You know, she like says, "Like, well, now you know," kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So he's clinging to the gutter. Uh, The cop comes, tries to help him, sticks his hand out, and is like, "Grab my hand." 
the cop then inexplicably just tumbles to his tumbles death. over how oh, yeah. the like, building was he like at, like I mean I can understand me doing it I'm very top I heavy he, like overstretched but like how did he just fall off I mean off? Hillary if you were a like, cop on a rooftop I would fully expect you to fall off uh, yeah right. I hope how Hillary I... is never a cop on a rooftop <laughs> I just have to put that I'm sorry I'm gonna stop just, well, there goes your there goes your. I, I don't want to be a cop in a rooftop. Wait. No, I, I don't want to be on a rooftop at all. Either apparently. of those things alone. Yeah. Um. So he, as he's dangling there, and the cop puts his hand out, he uh, Jimmy Stewart looks over his shoulder, and he gets the vertigo. We get the vertigo shot. This is the shot that every film student First from time. now until the end of time will try to replicate. Does anyone here know? I know you took some film classes, Christo. How it, it, the vertigo shot is achieved? Anyone know? I know Hillary. Isn't knows. that like you? You pull like the camera back while zooming in, right? Or yes, um, you, that that shot specifically because there's two ways to do it. Yeah. There's the this way, and then the other way. It was done in Jaws. The reverse vertigo was done in Jaws when uh, Brody is uh, on the beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to do this vertigo shot, you have to track in. So you have to dolly the camera in while zooming oh. out. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Now um, I have a question. Did Alfred Hitchcock invent this type of shot? I believe so. I, I don't believe there's so. evidence of that shot being used before that, as far as okay. I know, mm-hmm. in my film so history. So this would have been a, a so. revolutionary moment. Yes, that mm-hmm. probably would have been the first time anybody would have seen that and been like, oh been like, my wow, God. How did they do that? And then we immediately go to the next scene, which is Jimmy Stewart recuperating, um, wearing some kind of corset, apparently, because <laughs> yeah, he mentions yeah. it what several times. About? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to lose weight. Back pain, maybe he's wearing one of those like yeah, things that like a yeah, like a like custodian a wears, maybe or something. You know, something. I guess. I mean, the cop's the know. one that falls to his death. I don't know. Um, so he's wearing yeah, some right. like, What the fuck? And he's complaining about how uncomfortable it is. And I'm like, um, I feel you. Maybe he dislocated mm. his midsection by hanging onto the roof or something. I don't know. Dislocated. I know. I'm just <laughs> diagnosed officially. <laughs> Um, so we haven't really mentioned his name yet. He has he goes by two names, which yeah, I guess okay, what? Well, Johnny but there's a lot of dual identity in this movie. So, confusing. so I guess it fits. Well, he actually had a line that said, My friends call me Johnny, my acquaintances call me Scotty, and you can call me John. Or I don't know. Well, I think he like said that. something like, I hope you will call me Johnny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, so he goes by Johnny. To set this up, he's in some kind of uh penthouse looking apartment overlooking the city which is a good choice to recuperate if you've is got that his go. apartment or is it his friend's apartment it's it's her apartment friend, yeah. it's midge's midge's is midge i is love fucking midge, great. midge I love is midge. fucking awesome so and i want a whole marjorie. movie about midge mm-hmm. yeah yes plus Can her I name's midge please have a well movie her name about is midge. marjorie i assumed it was something other than actually midge yeah. but I well they have midge. to give her some unsexy name because yeah. we haven't really gotten to it yet but midge is independent smart and wholly unappealing sexually because she is independent and smart and she has yeah. glasses and she's wearing glasses to make her even <laughs> but, less like, but, really the only but she's blonde her. she is yeah. actually the actress is adorable uh-huh. um flawless hair yeah i mean she was beautiful a stunning pencil woman. skirt they just put yeah. glasses on a stunning woman <laughs> and like ha- gave her a job yeah and they were and like her look at this desperate. crazy bitch yeah. <laughs> yeah so it seems like at first you're not really sure if that's his girlfriend or not i thought they were like I, at first and i thought it was like his nurse and then i was like that's weird she's drawing no not a nurse well yeah, they, they used like to be engaged there was actually mm-hmm. a line about yeah. how they they used to be For engaged like so in they college used to, or something yeah so they're old friends they're old friends um he Who cannot Although, let's face it, uh, we haven't gotten there yet, but I don't think I'd want to be the object of 
Scotty's oh, attraction. Oh, no. But uh, they used to have oh, a thing. No. I'm. I, uh, she seems to be holding a candle for him still, yeah. and he just likes to come over to her house and mix drinks and bitch about stuff. Yeah. 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 But it's sad. it's sad because I really enjoyed their relationship. I did too. At the beginning. She was the yeah. best part the of the beginning. Know, I was I like, oh, this is so great. Like, I Why aren't they this together? Why aren't they because together? she's smart and independent and she is a working woman and yeah. isn't, you know, like she has a life. She designs brassieres. But she's still blonde. I know someone said that, but she is. I just she think is. it's hilarious she's that still she's still blonde. Because it's a Hitchcock yeah. movie. Somewhere in this scene, though, they use the phrase on the bum and I thought it was the best and it was oh. like... To describe nah, someone who's like, not working, yeah, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, or depressed or whatever it was that they were like referring to. This, oh, some I think guy. it means he was talking to him about himself. Oh, about himself. And I think he oh, okay. me- meant uh, not working. On the bum oh, means not working. Okay. Um, I, Either because way, he's I love quit that his job. I want to use it more. On <laughs> you the should. bum. <laughs> um, I guess because you sit on your bum when you're not working. Um, but he, <laughs> or maybe you are I'm bum. on my bum. <laughs> but uh, he's quit his job and he's been recovering from the trauma of the vertigo, which has not left him. Of course, I love Jimmy Stewart in the scene too. Like he's very um, charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you look at this scene and then the and then scene. later the last scene, <laughs> yeah. like you can really see it is the incredible acting job he that he's doing in this movie. Incredible actor. He's yeah. honestly one of my favorites. And like when I saw that he was in this movie, I honestly didn't know. Like I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. He does so much with his face, just so much. He's so charming like, too in this first I scene so charming. so charming and then like you find out later he's terrifying and yeah like, he was terrifying yeah. in the last scene yeah. he so he tries to get up on a step ladder and kind of prove that he's not afraid and they're kind of going step by step and then he he accidentally sees out the the, the window and sees all, all the way down and then he faints and is caught by midge yeah in possibly his worst acting moment ever oh my yeah God, that no. was terrible I, that took but me let's face it, it it's like nobody's gonna believe that like i know midge yeah. is a strong woman but if a man is falling off of a ladder yeah, like, like that, no. from like what was it even like First of all, I'm probably not going to be able to catch a deadweight man falling off of a ladder, and I'm mm-hmm. probably going to step out of the way. No like, offense, Chris. I could probably break <laughs> his fall, but like, to what end? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then we're both going to be him. on the bum. Yeah. I just I want to stop and talk about this moment where he faints. I be this is the moment where I begin to wonder if vertigo, the actual vertigo itself was meant to be like kind of an emasculating condition Hmm. because men are supposed to be strong and fearless. And every time something bad happens, it's because he didn't do the thing that Mm -hmm. the man was supposed to do. The vertigo is the key to how he is. I mean, we'll, we'll get there, but the vertigo is the important thing that he is. Right. But does that can, but on another level, does this condition emasculate him because he's being caught he faints and that's something you only see really women doing yeah too. i mean the yeah. way that he fainted was literally like a, out of like a western movie like right. damsel like, in distress exactly like, oh. my corset's too tight exactly yeah, and he talks about wearing a corset strange. and i'm so i'm wondering like is that like i'm trying to think about like what is and i'll get to this later but like what is what am i supposed to be feeling as a person in the 1950s watching this movie mm. obviously i didn't live in the 1950s so it's hard for me to get in that headspace but i'm like how would I see a man who faints or becomes afraid of heights? Like, how would I see that person in a in a very ma- masculine, the masculine sort of patriarchal, you know, yeah. culture that existed in the 1950s? How would I, how would I, would I laugh if I saw a man faint and be caught by a woman? Is that something that would be funny to me? I mean, not the bad acting, of course, yeah. which is funny, right. but... <laughs> 
I think it's because that he probably had trouble buying that moment also as an actor, I feel like. Like, I've been around a man who's fainted, and it was fucking terrifying. I think guys prefer to say pass out. (laughs) I was around around a guy who (laughs) passed out once on a street corner. Yeah. And I've um, seen men pass out, too. It was... It was terrifying. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I did try to catch him and failed. That was, well, was kind of you. No. Oh. Sober. Just stroker. like a, just, just heat a, exhaustion or something. Like a condition. Yeah. Uh, and I want to stress that I don't think men passing out or being afraid of heights is uh, in any way shameful. Yeah. I just think yeah, that no. in the 1950s when men were supposed to be men or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah. is, like I wonder if that is part of the subtext of this movie. It's yeah. very fake. Yeah. He like leans gently on yeah. the yeah. 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 Like, that's really the like, part I'm a delicate that, flower, don't you know, That's Johnny. the part that makes me think maybe it was on purpose is the fact that it is, because when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's just bad acting. But I'm like, no, he's not a bad actor, you know. I think he just had trouble like, but buying or he might have been told to literally faint like a woman which I mean I, I don't like to say that that's what he was playing he looked, yeah that's what know? it looks like yeah. it looks like so a man trying to faint like a woman in a 1950s moment to movie me was yeah. very like you know it was weird yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so next scene this was the moment where I'm watching with Sarah and I was like wait who is this guy like I did not remember Gavin about at not, all not totally forgettable for like character three or four minute minutes and she was like what is, who is this guy what's was, the point of this it and was then a it was strange like, scene like they literally yeah. talked about nothing for like five solid minutes before I they actually got, got to, to the, the point yeah, of the uh, scene they, yeah the then, only thing I wrote down about the beginning of the scene was I love the fancy man in the chair <laughs> talking about how much San Francisco sucks yeah the people in Brooklyn Weird. His it's name weird. is Gavin. Gavin. Uh, Gavin believes that his wife Madeline is be- is possessed. Which is just fucking nut burgers to begin it with. It is fucking nut burgers. And and Scotty is like, you sound fucking nut burgers. I mean, that's his basically yeah. his right. reaction. He's like, you need to call a doctor for both of you. Yeah. <laughs> you sound crazy. Yeah. But the conversation that ensues is that Gavin believes his wife is possessed. He wants Scotty to. He wants to hire him as sort of an off-duty detective to follow his wife. But they proceed to talk about her, as one might expect in the 1950s, as though the wife is some sort of dog that needs to be walked. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody want to tackle that? She stares off into space. <laughs> she, she isn't herself anymore. She goes to a different place or like some, like she's yeah. afraid a dead woman has entered into her being. And yeah, I don't even um, remember his reasonings really for why like he thought that. Her, it, he told that long ass story about her fucking ancestors that like her mother told me before she died. That right, so her mother like, tells him all this stuff know, about their family that she doesn't tell it was her. Told, uh, it was such a like fucking bullshit story that I was just like mad at the character for like believing it. I you was mean like, Scotty. You're mad yeah, at Scotty, Scotty. For I'm like mad at Scotty because uh, it's just so it's such bullshit the whole thing was like but does he believe it though is he just like okay you're gonna pay me and he does go and follow her but he's like but is he i don't think he buys into it 100 percent at first i think he's just like okay well this guy's asking me and he's gonna pay me and like okay i mean he is on the bum i don't know yeah i guess (laughs) so what struck me too was like gavin said that he had already spoken to doctors too and he was like i've talked to her doctors but i just want to wait before taking more drastic action and i was like oh my god I back in the days when like it. you could just be like committed because you were like no i don't want to wait on you for dinner and he was like just have well that's what i'd like to address yeah. is that his symptoms that he describes her being staring off into space and not yeah. being com- like not communicating and going off on her own and not telling him where she goes all of this sounds like dissatisfied person, like yeah, a person like who's satisfied or like she's unhappy. Or just she sounds 
sad, unhappy. Yeah. She sounds depressed or yeah, bored obviously with is. her life. Yeah. So. And this was back when like men um, took care of their like all all the doctors stuff. Like they they saw. Th- their wives' doctors for them. Like they talked about, talked to their doctors about them without them in the room. Love story. Yeah. Like, yeah, but this was very, like the same way though. Like, you know, the, the, your, your father or your husband has complete control over your health. Yeah. And, 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 and general, well, you know, like he, he believes like whatever is going on with her, like she can't even be bored in her marriage. She can't even go off and go stare at a bridge Mm -hmm. because it, it doesn't fit into his idea of what she should be. So now he's got to have a detective follower. So the whole thing is very, but um, okay, just to push back, upsetting. something is obviously wrong with her. She, I mean, she ends up committing suicide, but to push back even more, this is not even real. Sorry. Well, yeah. let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think Chris, what Christo is bringing up is important. I don't want to get too far ahead to the yeah. plot twist yet, but We'll get there. He does follow her and we do start to see some things. We'll get there in just a minute. But I think the thing that is most bothersome to me is that she's not like Linda Blair. Like she's not levitating. Right. I mean, yeah, she's not speaking in tongues. She's not spitting pea soup. She's just staring off into space. She sounds like she doesn't want to talk to her. She sounds like she hates her life. And frankly, if I had no, no life of my own and had my husband dealing with all of my personal affairs and I had no power or uh, dreams of my own and, and just, and, and no one to talk to, she's alone all day. We yeah, see her constantly alone. I mean, like I'd not... be dissatisfied too. I was just, I wrote down like, ha, we know what it is. She's having an affair. Like she went to the pier and just sat there in the car with someone like. Yeah. So it could be an affair, but he believes that she's yeah. possessed, which is fucking which insane. Is, yeah. Just nuts. <laughs> it is like the least likely thing possessed by her great grandmother who committed carlotta suicide. carlotta well we'll get there because he doesn't even have that he much information that yet much no we don't have that much information yet that much. i'm spoiling it for you guys sorry so um spoiler alert for 1958's vertigo <laughs> um the next scene is uh jimmy stewart or jay stew as i had him written down in my notes uh jay stew tails kim novak um, parks in front of well first he Madeline. parks in front of her apartment building and watches mm-hmm. her walk down that to car her car tits you guys so he follows her um she at some point paper like a classic sleuth (laughs) yeah can we stop can we stop and talk about that he's like yeah i I wrote in my notes the most obvious detective (laughs) yeah he's right behind her he's driving like a white car like a car that could not be more noticeable (laughs) he's like two feet away from her at all times Mm -hmm. and staring at her with his mouth open i mean he might as well have just like cut some holes in a newspaper (laughs) and like sat across from her on a park bench like it was bad that's pretty much what he does well and hitchcock you know gives us a really great idea of what his thinking and looking at through his yeah, eyes that's because true, yeah. of all the point of view shots. Like yep. I specifically wrote down um, in one of the first few shots, he like pulls back a curtain or something and she's got like a purse. She's in like a mole. It's yeah. Like very creepy. It's just like, oh, yeah. like, it's when like she a was black like screen and we flowers. just see the wiping out, you know, of the curtain with the black right. outline still. This yeah. is in the flower shop, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. where he follows her this first time. Shop. The ba- back alley flower but shop. But those shots are really... Black market I flowers. Mean, but like, <laughs> why Why would you enter a flower shop through an alley? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, that? Is this like the black market flower trade? Well, I feel like... Like, are there drugs in that bouquet? What is she trafficking? It's supposed to be creepy, you guys. She's trafficking. 
That's what this, that's the third subplot that they don't get to. Um, I don't know. I think it's meant to create suspense. Um, I guess if you want to get real, if you want to get real thinky about it, maybe she doesn't want anyone to know that because what she's doing is picking up flowers, but the thing that she's buying the flowers for is something she doesn't want people to know, I guess. Mm. Um, I guess. Well, so. and we, I feel like there was no talking for like 15 minutes. Yeah, but yeah no. We were, but we were yeah. still very interested in what was going on, yes. which is very hard to accomplish. Well, you're trying so. to put the pieces together. You're like, oh, she's at the flower shop. She's at the grave. Like, what is she doing? You're she's like, doing is she visiting so someone at the grave? And he so goes you know she's visiting her grave. And well, it's Carlotta. This Carlotta is Valdez. Right. This is the first time we see the name Carlotta Valdez. And then we find the her the art museum. Okay, she's so we're at the art museum. creepily staring at a painting that she's dressed like has her hair styled like and has the same bouquet of flowers as. right so she's got the hair is done like the painting and the flower bouquet is just like the painting yeah, and Hitchcock gives us a lovely zoom right onto that hair so yeah. you know exactly yeah. what right is onto that yeah you were wondering audiences were kind of kind of slow guys <laughs> well i mean it's also a little convoluted like frankly i think i needed the clues yeah no um, definitely and i've seen this movie before yeah um she seems lonely to me. Yeah, very Like, I sad. know yeah. we find out things about what's going on here later that change our view of things, but she seems lonely. Like, it made me feel know. sad for her that she was trapped in this life. Personally, at this moment, that's what I was she feeling. She seemed like an axe murderer to me in this. An um, axe murderer? She's <laughs> just sorry. a gal looking at painting. like a painting and holding the same bouquet She was it, not dressed like the painting. She's actually it. wearing a very, like, form-fitting like gray Either suit way, she's with like pencil got skirt. got her hair done like it yes. and is sitting there with the same bouquet of flowers. And then the, like, whatever attendant at the museum is like, yeah, she was here every day, stares at it for hours. What is wrong with her? She's an maybe axe murderer. She's, maybe she's fucking with Gavin. Did you ever think? Yeah. Maybe I, she's I fucking with Gavin. I was like in the mood for a scary movie and I wrote, she's creepy as fuck. Maybe, maybe Gavin, maybe she got tired of Gavin making all of her doctor's appointments and she was like, oh, you wanna you want some health issues yeah i'll give you some health <laughs> issues asshole yeah. then she goes to the hotel we find out of course that uh, the that the, that that painting we oh, didn't really mention the painting of carlotta, is of carlotta right, right. Yeah. so the next place he tails her to is a hotel yeah. motel an airbnb holiday inn <laughs> right hotel, well it's like a motel <laughs> I'm glad you got Holiday. that. Um, <laughs> second to Midge as my favorite character in this movie is the old woman behind the desk oh, at yeah. the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really great. Well, first he sees her. He sees Kim go up mm-hmm. and go up into her room, and she almost like she looks like she sees him out there and like like yeah, takes and, like, off takes her, shirt her shirt and then like him. turns like, around and right. he like rushes in and talks to the woman behind the counter, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh. She didn't come in today. Well, she she's like, that's Miss Carlotta Valdez. She comes here every day, but she hasn't been in today. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I saw her. At this hotel staying under Carlotta's name. Well, do we yeah. think she's having an affair? 15th century painting. I don't know. Think she I is. thought she was a ghost at this point. Um, she like said, I didn't see her come in. I was like, yeah, she's I a thought ghost. maybe she is possessed. <laughs> she's like, she's a Get ghost. out of the house. <laughs> so uh, he goes up to the room. She's not there. We go to the next scene. And actually, and she's n- not only not in the room, but her car is gone. That's right. Now. So it's like she was never there. Yeah. The what is that? Ab- was that ever explained? No. No. Because <laughs> I just realized how much of a mystery that is. I mean, yeah. I'm picturing that there's some kind of fireman's pole on the back of this hotel that she just slides <laughs> yeah, down and gets out like, of there real quick. Oh. So the next scene, uh, he's back at Midge's and uh, 
he's talking to her about San Francisco history and they're kind of trying to determine who Carlotta was because he has the name, but he doesn't really have the history. Again, yet. I'm loving their relationship at this loving point. Her, he, he loving her, loving old. No, she says the gay old bohemian days of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, gay old bohemian I days. I like that phrase. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'd like to be there. So she's got a friend at the bookshop who knows all about San Francisco history. She takes him to the bookshop. The first thing that he, the bookshop owner says is beautiful Carlotta, sad Carlotta. Well, actually he offers him a cigarette first. Yes, but, that's true. Uh, I just noticed that because I was like, oh, apparently doors. the hotel <laughs> he was just at was built for her. It was her, ho- her home. Yes. Yes, her home. Yeah. So she lost her child, went mad, killed herself. Midge and Jim, Jay Stew, uh, I guess go back Jay to her place <laughs> and start talking. <laughs> And Midge is like, this sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Yeah. And then... She's like, oh, come on, Johnny. She's like, oh, this <laughs> oh, is really, ridiculous. Johnny, come on. <laughs> um, and Sarah does a really good... Oh, oh yes, yeah. please she do. Does. Can you do a Midge for us? Uh, oh, really, Johnny? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then we had take this turn there where Midge is basically like, is she pretty? Mm-hmm. Is she pretty? She's like trying to gauge if he likes her. And this is where we start to see that, you know, Midge... Mm-hmm. The desperate Midge desperate midge yes who holds a candle for scotty and he's oblivious of course uh, totally most men who have can- candles held for them are oblivious well he's got all these women and uh we sort of see that she's framed as this kind of sad character who's uh never going to be appealing or loved because she's the friend she's the she's smart and independent and not a fragile Bur- broken bird that needs to be taken care of and that's kind of friend zoned friend zoned i hate that term i know i hate it i, I hate, hate it. that term but yes i would that kind of applies here like he's they're they're bro they're they're buddies but i find her more more attractive than kim no- no- novak's matt madeline character well i mean it's even like the way midge is shot midge is shot like a normal human she's yeah. not mm-hmm. shot like an angel from the heavens <laughs> mm-hmm. yep so it's just, you know, very clear that, you know, Midge, you know, Midge is the kind of gal that you want to tell your problems to, but, you know. Not the kind of gal you want to put your penis in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so this, oh this next scene is uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. This is when she, he's following her. In the follows closely behind her like like there's really there's no one else. there's like secret her white car, car. And his car and he's like mm-hmm. right there and she's just staring into the water with she her releases her flowers she pulls off the the petals and releases them like mm-hmm. it reminds me of like um and of course carlotta killed herself he by drowning me. Mm-hmm. he loves me not right he loves me he loves me not like that's what it well, reminded me of predictably she jumps into the water and yep. suddenly goes limp <laughs> As though never having swam in water before. Don't you know? Women just, they just shut off. Well, if you're... Like iPhones. If you're, if you're trying to he's kill yourself... She's going to have to take her home and put her in a glass of rice. She's going to go home and put her in a bag of rice. If you're trying to kill she would probably want to like inhale like Im- immediately. Well, he jumps into the water to save her. And then he like, yeah. he like revives her and like is like really close to her face. Like This really is the beginning of him being like truly... Creepy. creepy i mean he did the right thing by pulling her out but like also but he's like stroking her face and like looking into her eyes right and but the problem that i have more is that he takes her home and immediately strips her naked that and was her yeah. in his bed. surprising and uncomfortable like and she's not dressed he like, takes her compl- all of her yeah. clothes completely off completely naked she doesn't question it like she seems she upset like up and is like oh actually i think i could see at least a flicker in her eyes of like oh god 
but it's Me like too. this is the 50s so yeah. it's like she's like well i'm a woman so i guess being violated is just part of but you know part of the, my way of life part, part of being a woman too is that if a guy does something nice for you you instinctively feel like you owe him something and so like he like saved her how about but he took her, her home clothes. to her own place yeah, so, so you're like confused you're like you're like i don't want i don't want like, that but like he saved my life sure so she, i mean i'm sure she was fine at that point but still right but like i mean also if i bed. wake up in a strange man's apartment naked like, I guess I would also be like, oh, it's thanks. That's great. <laughs> hey, can you get me some tea? And then while he's in the other room, I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of yeah. here. Like, it's not like you can just be like, what's up, bro? Why'd you take my clothes off? You don't know what he's going to do. He might no. fucking strangle also, you. You don't know. You know, what was her frame of mind right before she wakes up again? The last thing she might remember is she was trying to kill herself. Well, she doesn't remember, though. And yeah, she says she doesn't remember. Yeah. What is up with that? And well, do we she's believe possessed. that she doesn't remember? She's possessed by Carlotta. Right, Carlotta took it over. I forget yeah. what it's like to watch this movie for the first time because I knew everything that was happening like right. as it was happening. Yeah. So I was. But like, we have to look at it without the twist right now. We have yeah, to look at right. it just purely yeah. that he, she jumped into the thing. He does. She doesn't remember doing it. She sort of floats in like a fucking. Oh, she floats in with perfect she, three point lighting. She creepily <laughs> talks in her sleep though. Yeah, she she does. She was like in her room, like, and he's just like looking at her. The door is is open. He's like looking at her across from a different room, like staring at her in bed, like mumbling, mumbling to herself. So (laughs) he gives her a robe, and Um, it's just like you might want this. I was very creeped out by this. Like it was very upset. I felt like I felt violated and she didn't address it. Like it wasn't, he wasn't like, Oh, I'm sorry. I put your, like, uh, I undressed you, but I didn't, I didn't look like I, he didn't say any of that. He He was just like, your clothes are drying and we see them (laughs) drying before the scene starts. And, and he's and like, I, yeah, I, I took off your clothes. They're drying for you. And it's like, oh. I've seen this done before in movies throughout time. And as like closer to today, they actually add the things like, oh, well, well you, you were so drunk, but you like, you undressed yourself and, and still creepy, you know, got, I didn't watch like, like they have like lines like that now, but this didn't even have that. I have to wonder though, in the 1950s, whether an audience would have found that creepy because wouldn't a man undressing a woman that's not his wife be found wouldn't you think there that that was not acceptable but i would think again yeah, he saved her life wife. that's I the think excuse we're also, though, supposed to be giving jimmy stewart's character the benefit of the doubt because he's a cop okay and like he's the good guy at this point okay. he's and he saved her, her. And yeah. he saved her he thinks she's so wrap her in a fucking towel yeah. take her home or take her, drop her, her wheeler, wheeler out take her to at the, the hospital. hospital. She just tried to commit suicide. Yeah, I mean, don't like, don't, like, don't, she's never don't met you. strip her nude. For, she for, is fully nude in in that bed, in, laying in his bed. Like I have to wonder how Gavin would feel about that. Yeah. It's Very so kind of, it's but so you know wrong. What? I just feel like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like back then men were just, it was just you. You owned women like they, but she's they were owned yours. by Gavin. Yes, I'm not, not talking him. about like legally owned. I'm talking about like men were in control of women. I totally women. hear you, but what I'm saying is, I feel like as his wife, 
she is a possession of Gavin's. You know what I mean? Right. And that was, yeah. a, that's yeah. a very big but again, I feel like there like, was a line again, that was he was crossed. a cop and he right, saved but, her. Uh, what, what Nicole is saying though is like, you don't undress your friend's wife. Yes. No matter right. what. This, like 1950s mentality yeah. right. of like. Or any time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. True. Of like monogamy when it was so important to everyone. If you got, if weird. I fell into a river and you guys undress me and put me in your bed nude. I mean, we're friends, but I would yeah. be like, guys, that's weird what you did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why did you take me home to my like, husband? And why did you take all my happened? clothes off and I'm, put me in your bed? That's like, what are you? I'm like, I'm confused what is though, wrong because with you? Like, the, this happens in so many mo- mo- movies that I'm starting to think like people don't think it's as weird as we're finding. It. Just but I guess the point is he's obsessed with her at this point as he is like giving her the the eyes are the whole time. Are we supposed to believe he's creepy or are we supposed to think this is romantic and they're falling in love? Like that, that's what's confusing. I because, don't know. Cause I can't they, figure it out. They do fall in love, well, but it's what, like, are knowing we supposed what to happens at the end? Is? Like I can't feel that way anymore. I, it's hard for me to remember what I felt like prior to the end of the movie. Well, he's definitely, but I wouldn't even, I, I don't know. think falling in love well, is accurate. So, he's obsessed with her. He's obsessed right. with her. I wrote down how I was feeling about this. And okay. Obviously, he was obsessed with her and very into her, but I was very confused as to why she walks out of the room in that robe and like gives him like flirty eyes and is like, oh, well, I guess I should just call you Mr. Franklin or whatever the fuck his name was. Can I tell you guys a secret? Well, it's not a secret because it's to everyone. Okay. But when I was... There are are like 20 other people that listen to this podcast. (laughs) I'm like a hopeless romantic. And so like from when I was a kid and stuff, I would watch movies. And even if the guy was being a... total creep i was like oh they're falling in love so like the first time i saw this i was like oh they're falling in love and like now i find it to- to- totally creepy but i was always like okay okay with it in the past no. but also it's like we know we're watching a hitchcock movie yeah so i don't i don't know i never from i didn't in that moment think that this is a, the beginning of a beautiful love story you know i <laughs> right. was like this is i mean i didn't Think of it to the extent that you are taking it now, which I totally agree yeah. with. But at the time, I I was just like, oh, you know, this is a little weird. Like, I, I should coin a new off-putting. term for me instead of hopeless romantic, path- pathetic ro- romantic. <laughs> I'm like, I always want the love story. <laughs> I would add though, if you ever wake up naked in a dude's bed that you don't know that after like, you fell in the river, just oh, like not fucking in real call life. an Uber not for in real God life. sakes, call an Uber <laughs> or just call me. Like, drop a pin and send it to me, and I'll come get you. Yeah, drop like, a pin immediately. I don't know what that is. Guys. Like, hide yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> you should know in case you ever get kidnapped. Okay. I'll teach you how to do it later. Okay, thanks. So, she thanks him politely for kidnapping her. Um, <laughs> she asks him about himself, and and then he he's given her some coffee. He's poured her a little coffee, and then yeah. there's this moment where he reaches over to get the coffee cup or something and he touches her hand and holds way on too it long and she long. kind of looks at him like what's happening yeah and, um, and then the phone rings right the phone rings it's gavin he wants to know where matt madeline is as he should mm-hmm. right yeah oh oh madeline yeah madeline yes i took all of her clothes off and put her in my bed just <laughs> like you asked naked in my living room and um, Gavin is that not okay? okay with it? So Gavin's like, okay. Well, I mean, no, we he don't doesn't hear, tell we her. Don't he him. doesn't tell him that. He's just like, no. oh, you know wives. This is basically what happened. He's like, oh, you know wives. She fell in the river and I brought her here and she's <laughs> resting. And Gavin's like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. that seems right. Mm. Wives but, and their spells where they just jump in rivers. Exactly. So while he's on the phone, as any sane woman should, 
I don't even know if she gets her clothes. Like she, she books did. it. Well, out this, of this, this is Show when a shot of where her dress is was hanging. When, okay. This is when Gavin tells him that Car- Carlotta killed herself when she was 26. And this is how we know that like Madeline is 26. Carlotta killed herself when she was tw- 26. Uh, Midge does a jealous drive by. <laughs> she sees she sees her car and she's like i hope she's worth it or what, what does she say she's, she's like, talking to herself in the car she's like yeah. i hope she makes you i hope she makes i don't know what, what does she say please say it in that voice though yeah please. I don't know. yeah please say it in that voice i hope she's worth it johnny yeah something like that yeah all right so johnny continues to follow madeline she's giving him the runaround actually it's i thought she was giving him the runaround but she, then she drives back to his place. She's there to apologize to him for him kidnapping her. She yep. is there to leave him a note. Like you do. And then she gets into her car to go and he's like, hey, what are you doing today? Yeah. Oh, she was like, I'm going to wander. Huh? And he's like, can, like, basically, can I come too? Together. And she was like, he's only like, one can be a wanderer. Yep. So yeah. then they wander. They go to a redwood forest. Oh, I love the trees. It's a gorgeous the scene. Quiet. So this, this is a scene that, like, I think... Cr- is one of the cre- cre- creepiest scenes in the movie because of so- stuff that she says. Like he tells her about how th- these are the oldest living beings on earth, which is not true because trees and there's certain kind of tree in Africa. That's actually the, the, the oldest tree. It's the oldest tree in America, Sarah. So that's okay, the only I'm one sorry. that matters. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, she, and she says, I, let's be clear about she that. She says, <laughs> I, I don't like them knowing I have to die. And it's like, and then she like walks off and he well, like, she points to the rings and she's like, this is when I was born. This, this is when I died. It's really fucking creepy. Well, She's we're a getting ghost. a sense now that she is, according to her, she, what she says is that when she blanks out, she kind of goes into this uh, headspace where she's in like a long hallway and there's a light at the end of the hallway, right? And she mm-hmm. can't reach the light. And, and so she, that's... No, the not, there's no light there. There's dark darkness. And if she goes into the darkness, then then she'll die. Right. Okay. That's so, I sorry, I was thinking about high, Poltergeist high, for a second there. High school. Yeah, so she's going in and out and like maybe Carlotta's possessing her like mm-hmm. in the maybe Redwood Forest. Maybe she's a ghost. I think Hillary's theory could looks, still check out at this point in the film. I think she's a ghost. She looks like she's acting her ass off though. She's like, don't ask me. Don't ask she's me. She's like, don't, I don't want to talk about Carlotta. <laughs> but yeah, she's like basically saying like, I there's large stretches of my memory that I don't have. And then at one point he's talking to her and it seems like maybe she's, possessed by Carlotte and he's like Carlotte is that you Madeline is that you <laughs> and then well and then they and go by the by the river no not the river the ocean the bay yeah, I don't she's know. like hugging this weird dead tree just like rubbing her white ass coat all up in that dirt well it looks like she might be going off and jumping into the well she does that eventually but for again. a while she just like hugs this tree and is like telling him about this is something. when she talks about yeah. the long co- corridor and yeah, yeah. I go into the darkness I die and a little yeah. boring be honest <laughs> compared to the rest of the movie <laughs> yeah. this definitely we definitely this is slow jams yeah this is the slow I mean, jams part of the compared movie compared to the rest of the movie mm-hmm. i like that they gave her these lines and these like she sounds like she's very intelligent and she's, that's true for the first time <laughs> she's not just like whispering like random yeah. words and that's, this true. Is she that's true she's yeah. saying full sentences this is when <laughs> so she describes the <laughs> this good. fully it's, clothed it's, good. it's really good writing for yeah, yeah the writing is he, very she good. describes the old spanish mission which is the key location mm-hmm. in this film right um, does she describe it as herself because she later claims she's never been to that spanish mission she and, or is that carlotta a tower a bell a garden below in okay, Spain yeah. and that she runs towards the water to ruin her coat and then, and then he kisses her well, during they, they, they don't kiss they smush their mouth ma- ma- well they ma- kiss during a very together. orgasmic ocean spray 
All right. So Kim Novak Madeline. shows up unannounced. Madeline shows up unannounced to um, at Jay Stu's apartment. Yeah. House. And can I just yeah. say his fire is still going when he wor- wakes up first thing in the morning? That seems very unsafe. You yeah. are obsessed with this fire. <laughs> it's so unsafe. <laughs> like who just like leaves a fire burning in their house? Oh, yeah. The it does 50s. not seem, doesn't seem right. That's true. I don't know. No. There were no That's safety regulations in the 1950s. Movie. He probably was just <laughs> throwing polyester pajamas in there to keep that fire going. Yeah. And she Maybe says, fire. she says she's had a dream, the tower and bell, the village square, whitewashed Spanish church with cloister. And so she describes this place and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, hundred miles south of San Francisco. The Spanish mission that's been preserved exactly as it was a hundred y- years ago. And she doesn't remember being there. She just had this dream. And just like a man, yeah, well, he, he also believes he can fix her. Too, yeah, he does. He's yeah, like, here, take this. Um, he believes he can fix her by taking her to this place that she denies right. she's ever been to. Basically Gavin, we haven't seen in ages. By the way, we don't. He's not. He's not yeah. checking. He's doing. This is like. Like, recreational detective work for him at this point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he offers to take her home she she declines but then he says to meet her the next day at like noon meet me at the car is she there in the morning 30 I it seconds was night. <laughs> no it was like, first thing in the morning he woke up from a slumber and that's what but isn't he like dressed in a suit when she shows yes. up like yeah but i think it was he like just he, but, sleeps like okay. that just <laughs> always in a thing. suit ready to go contest <laughs> clues he was asleep sitting up on the couch in a suit with a, a half full like cup of liquor in front With of the him fire and the fire going like it so looks an, to me so like he's an alcoholic he got mad at midge went home got drunk fell asleep on the couch woke oh. up and immediately started drinking again is what it looks oh, like he's to taking me. jesus far christ too seriously like that's that's what it looked Good like to me i God. thought that he was drunk and passed out and then like after his argument with me after his bender that he had like, jesus and he left the fire going the whole time that's just exactly. irresponsible <laughs> <laughs> who lights a fire while <laughs> All right, so Never he believes that. that he can fix Madeline by taking her to the Spanish mission and proving to her that this place exists they for sips, some reason. Yeah. And then he tries to hold her and kiss her, and she says it's too late and runs away. Yeah, he wants to have a little hanky-panky in the yeah. stables, and, and she's an, not having it. Yeah. Her, her eyes are open the whole time. Creepy. And he catches her, and she stru- stru- struggles, and she's like, no, no, get off, you know, like, and he's like holding her. Well, he's like... No one possesses you, which is not fucking true at all. Yeah. No one possesses you except for all the men in this movie. <laughs> and then she finally is subdued by his words of, I don't even know. Well, he's like trying to kiss her and she's like moving her face away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's like mouth raping her. He, he was mouth raping. He was totally like, mouth raping her. It, yeah. It was like a baby kiss, you guys. Like babies don't stop either. You turn your head, they're still just going to keep slobbering <laughs> all over slobbering your neck. Slobbering all over the place. They're wherever they can. So this is like. when it gets creepy. Um, yeah, she, so she goes into the tower. And she climbs. After he tells her that he loves her, by the way. Oh, right. yeah, he tells and her And they both her. exchange, I love you. Oh, yeah. And Which she's is, like, was weird. I Does was, she say, I love you back? Yeah. She says, remember that I loved you and that I wanted to love you and that I tried to love you. And if I happen to die in the next... 45 seconds that I did love you and I I couldn't tell you more and I'm sorry but um, not that I'm going to die right now but if I do (laughs) just in case case, I want you to know that I did love you they climb the bell tower and Can I what? please just say yeah. it's, it's super funny to me that she doesn't start off running. It's not like she turns and runs from him. She like walks away and like looks over her shoulder and then takes off at this tiny jog. Like it's <laughs> like how I picture Hillary Clinton running, like in a pantsuit. Like she was just like, ah, 
<laughs> Your whole body's moving. Well, it's, it's really it's funny. A, <laughs> it's a, a, a seductive run. It's a come, come, follow me. Oh, it run. didn't follow seem seductive run. to me. It wasn't like an old. Well, it's Italian probably hard film. to run in those like a, an spike heels she's wearing. Her. She was literally like, gotta go. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying. Her whole every, everything, jiggling. everything about Matt Madeline was meant to be seductive. Either she was directed like that by Alfred Hitchcock, yeah. or that was just her character. It was everything about her was, come, come to me, come get me. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's yeah. getting, he gets up the stairs and he's, of course, he having the vertigo. Kind of up the stairs. Well, he gets he partly up the stairs and then he looks down and he can't go up any further because of the he's vertigo. Made, he's made it pr- pretty far, but he can't make it through the trap door, which she runs through the trap door and pl- plummets to her death on the roof. Oops. Which he like, and then he like leaves the scene. And yeah. He, he like watches up. her fall. She crashes in what I would say is probably pretty graphic for a 1950s movie. Yeah. Crashes the onto the roof. Well, because the guy also crashed to the ground too. There were a lot of like dead yeah, bodies that's falling true. places. Um, and he like looks out and then he's like, "Well, I guess I better be going." <laughs> and yeah. he like stumbles out of there. Well, no, first there are nuns that just creepily walk out. Oh yeah, put a ladder up against the building and are like, "Well, it's Tuesday. Got to grab the body <laughs> off the roof." <laughs> it's the third <laughs> one this week. Fuck about it. Yeah, they were pretty chill. <laughs> about that was it. a really cool shot, though, of like the it was them taking her off the roof and hit him like. Leave, oh right, that the, very the, high the angle shot of him yeah. leaving the yes. church. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Again, I pretty that. sure that was a matte painting. Yeah, sad. It's not sad though. I think matte paintings are a lost art. Well, and you're right. It's not sad because the fact that we're even debating whether they are those paintings or, are, or not, yeah. it's like, okay, they're doing their job. You yeah, know? I mean, the they'd 50s. probably CGI that church now. Right. Maybe. It's true. Yeah, yeah, they would. There'd be a dragon on the top of it. There'd be a fucking dragon breathing fire. <laughs> All right. So in the next scene, a bunch of men sit around and talk about women's health issues. The inquiry yeah. of the suicide. Or the health su- of a woman. Su- yes. Suicide. All white old men. All white yeah. old men talking like, about a woman. This was like some sort of like military tribunal. It Not a nun. So there's no nuns intense. there. It was very, like, what room was it even in? It looks like they had just They were up. like in a schoolhouse. It was very yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they're trying to determine, well, I mean, it seems like they're trying to determine how much of this was Madeline's fault and how much of this was Madeline's fault. Yeah. Right. No. How, how much people? of this was was John Ferguson's fault? It, he 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 was on, right. on the line yeah. for this. I mean, truthfully, yeah. they're they're well. They're, so this was like essentially like a murder trial. Yeah. A yeah, that's what man murder about. trial. Were I don't know. Like there was just, nothing legal about you know, this at all. It seemed in the like church me. was this an actual legal proceeding? Because there was there Were was there a, a jury. There was a jury apparently because the, the, the jury has ruled and it was not it's like guilty or not. It's more like a professional inquiry. Yeah. Than than an actual trial. So was it like a police thing because he's a police officer? officer or maybe but he's not on the thing. force he was like right he was like privately hired so i don't i don't yeah, but it's not like he has a business license for his like well, private true. but but they business. like they, <laughs> they i mean this is not going to be good for his yelp reviews I, you know yeah, what I'm saying. he's not jessica jones let's be real <laughs> i didn't take notes of all the lines that were said but it was basically like they ruled that no blame could fall on the husband right it's not his fault that he didn't take his wife to the doctor because he was doing what good husbands do and and just and drying it out and it was not her. yeah it was not john's fault because he had issues and it's not john's fault well the 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 judge or whatever is well, very judgy and I think about, <laughs> about it well you know it's not john's fault all he did was go up and and lose his manhood and could not be a right. man yeah, and, and get all the way up there he was he was an unfortunate choice 
Scotty, Johnny, whatever the hell yeah. his name is. Yeah. yeah, he really did. And like, you railed this on is... him. What did you write down, Hillary? You, well, you I, I'm down? just saying, like, I see a lot of what you're talking about about the like emasculization. They of him he totally in emasculates mm-hmm. him in the scene. 100. percent He basically says yeah. he couldn't be a man and get up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why this woman died. But it's not his fault because let's face it, she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, because like women just run off sometimes and fall off. But also, buildings. you're not a man. But also, <laughs> but you're, you're not, not a man because you yeah. can make it up the stairs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he like got a little dizzy. Right. He got a little dizzy. He's and very he, condescending. He yeah. Suffered yeah. a mental blackout and once again allowed someone to die. Yeah, that he was did. One yeah. Of the lines. Once again is what he said, isn't it? <laughs> he was like, like once again allowed someone to die. <laughs> it was like right. whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then we yes, get yes the the dream sequence. Well, is that happen? Okay. So no, we the, get this is this. All right. So then we get to the dream sequence. Mm-hmm. which is a really cool sequence yeah. and i think unlike mm-hmm. anything else you would really see yeah. commonly in these types of movies and trippiest there's like flash, 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 flashing lights we see animation a lot 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 a lot of flower like, bouquet as, like coming apart like there's a scene where the scene where we we are reliving certain scenes and the, the right. last scene where he was talking to gavin we now see gavin is holding hands with carlotta the carlotta that's in the the paint painting yeah. only she's alive yeah um that was i feel cool. like if i was sitting in a 1950s whatever eight audience watching that scene i would be very shocked i'd be yeah. it would be freaky yeah. it, would be, it would be you know for freaky. us we've seen that shit all the time yeah like, like that's something we seal up but this, this was includes, would be a real mind fuck i this feel includes like includes yeah. a shot of his face falling and this is something that like always like creeps me out and like scared the shit out of me when I was a kid when I watched old movies and men who had they always had their slicked back hair but when men got mad and they got scary their hair can't came and like, there's like that chunk of hair that's like flapping that in the like wind and yeah. that like creeped me the fuck out when I was a kid and all, well also the idea of like falling I mean, that's yeah, definitely a huge I feel like the shot theme. of his, like, silhouette falling. Yeah. But, like, have you guys ever had that very... dream? Like, isn't oh, that yes. like, very common? Yeah. I mean, I used to have that all the Where time when I was dro- a kid. Falling and you mm-hmm. can feel right. the yeah. sensation like, of falling. falling. Yeah. Yes. It's so just I, terrifying. Yeah, I feel like... And he's falling a... from a very high place mm-hmm. in this And how many people do you think were like Hillary back then when they first watched this and thought that this was about ghosts at first? You know I, mean, I mean, I I recall when I to, watched this that I did think that maybe she was a ghost. I think you go that to watch that, a Hitchcock movie back then, not not expecting but, anything. But like you let's don't know what's be honest: how many you? Hitchcock yeah. movies are really about something supernatural? Not none, none. Not, exactly none of, none of them. But it's just interesting to think people. about. Yeah. You know, it's more like you know the scary part of this movie is actually mental illness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. J- James in, in, Stewart's mental yeah, illness. Exactly. Yeah. That in, in the character Scotty's mental illness is what's terrifying about this movie. So we have this amazing dream sequence, and then Scotty sort of wakes up, and then we see him like he is sick. Like he is, I think, has yeah. been maybe committed or something. Yeah. Like he is catatonic. Yeah, he seems cat- catatonic. Yeah, and he has been diagnosed with melancholia and a guilt complex. acute melancholia and a guilt complex, which so was just a yeah. tiny bit of melancholia. No, just a no, smidge. Uh, no, acute is like severe. Oh shit. Well, <laughs> I, know, I always get those mixed up. Oops. I thought it was just like a touch. I just know, a little, little, cute, little bit cute, of it. A cute, it's not, a cute bit. No, acute cute is bit. like intense, severe. Oh, okay. not melancholia. <laughs> Of course, Midge is there to pick up the pieces. Yep. And take care of him. Emotionally. But she is just feeling Mo- sorry for herself. Too. Mother's here. Yeah, yeah that, was a little, that was a little weird mm-hmm. that weird. she said that. Um, Psycho. The, at this at this <laughs> moment, 
and I can't remember if this is the right, right term, but at this, at this moment I was starting to wonder like, is this actually maybe a movie about Midge having like, is it Munchausen syndrome? What's the syndrome yeah. where you make someone Munchausen's sick? So by proxy, if you're trying to make someone else sick. Yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, is this a movie about Midge like intentionally making Scotty sick? So she no. just has to take care of him over and over again. Cause that's like how she stays close to him. Right. right. That is by true. Taking care of him. Yeah. This seems like a, a, a rare occurrence in his life. This doesn't feel like something that has happened to him before. It is weird that she calls herself, like that's weird that she refers to himself mother's as here. mother. Mother's here. And it's like, yeah. oh, no. mm-hmm. especially when you yeah, think about Alfred the Hitchcock fact that had some mother issues. It seems like <laughs> it. Yeah. Especially since they probably boned down in college. Well, but she says something to the doctor about like yeah. how he's like obsessed with Madeline. Well, and then he's released from the hospital. We yeah. flash forward in time. And yeah, he... so we don't know how long he's there. Like, I feel like later they indicate that maybe it's been a year since. Yeah, that's kind of what which... I got the feeling of. It's like a year. Something yeah, like sure. that. So he sees Ma- Ma- Madeline's old car, the green car. Well, he goes to all the old places well, where for, he used to first, follow her. Yeah. And I also thought that it was weird that this, like, well, this movie was just like a total mind fuck for me also. But Hillary's experiencing a different movie than us. Like, no, just like all that <laughs> all probably of these how it was like, intended to be it was just like shot so far away of all of these scenes that they all looked like madeline and like yeah i was even just like what the fuck is going on i was like is he still crazy is she alive like because i was very suspicious at this point too right because he sees the old the old woman who has madeline's car like has a similar coat yeah she's like yeah. the white coat and yeah. she's blonde or well like she's at least got like, like white hair white yeah. hair that's like platinum-ish and but then, then also she, he goes to the restaurant and he sees a blonde woman Wearing the, similar he, the gray dress. suit. Was it a similar dress? No, or that's it, it a different a, scene. The gray suit. She's wearing she's a similar. Wearing, dr- a she's similar wearing a dress. dress. The black dress. Uh, in the yeah. Restaurant. Okay. At the restaurant, and he like stands up, like, "Is that her?" And it's like, "Do you really think that you're gonna see her here, bro? Yeah. Like, really? Like that is? Yeah. I mean, that's if it's crazy. been a year. It's been a year, and why? she. You guess, saw her fall car, off a building. I mean, I guess seeing her car has maybe made him yeah. think. Like, but well, he's. Yeah. It's like he's but intentionally he going to out. these places. Yeah. You know, so yeah. The, like he goes creepy. to the art ga- ga- mm-hmm. gallery next, and there's some other woman sitting in front, in front of, of the, the painting. painting. He goes to the flower shop and looks for the bouquet that she bought. Which I found all of this very creepy, and I was like, "Why was he just released from a hospital? He obviously but is why still, the, also, yeah, he's still why got is a little bit of mel. He's still got a touch of the melancholia. It seems like the, these women that look similar that are now in the same situations. It's very weird. It's a little coincidental. Yeah, yeah. you know, is it like what is what is he try, what is Hitchcock trying to say? Like, is this I, you the know, every I think woman? he's just trying to this... fuck with her, us, like Hillary's yeah. being fucked with. Like, I think we're meant to question. I think what? he's, I th- honestly, I think he's easing us into this t- plot twist we're about to get into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's easing us into that. I think he's ma- wanting, wanting us to question um, Scotty's sanity. Like, is Scotty imagining mm-hmm. this? Like, I think is he it's seeing what he wants to see. Right. Like, like I think there's yeah. something to do with that that is happening there. So then Kim Novak reappears. Hillary, I'd like to hear this from your perspective because I think we all knew that Kim she was coming back like and the, yeah. but she looks different. She did and like so, it, it did, slightly slightly. It like it took me a minute and like Christo and I even like we were talking about it and I was like, "Oh, I was like she does look really similar." And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I wink, was like wink. "Oh, yeah. it's the same person." And I was like, but her makeup is so different. It is. This. It was much like, heavier. Yeah. She had heavier brows. So much heavier. She made her brows darker. She had dark hair. Her eyes were a lot darker. Hair she was, was brown down. Her brown and hair. she had that heinous wig on, 
with the like weird little oh the widow's peak like, no it was the little baby hairs that were like plastered to her oh, forehead it was to yeah. hide that she was wearing a wig it, yeah because they couldn't like, yeah. make a seam so yeah. they put like well, i'm sure her, her scalp was she bleached was from all the green fucking dress <laughs> she was wearing green a green dress so she's wearing green again and her v- voice was very was um blue collar blue collar yeah. Yeah. yeah so judy the woman he sees on the judy. street is judy Mm-hmm. Um, played by Kim Novak, and he asks her out in the creepiest fucking way possible. He but at follows this point, her also, like a serial like, killer. I like. <laughs> I was not sure at this point, also, that she was the same woman. Right. Either. So you thought like, maybe it just I, looked. She looked similar. I was like, wow, like this one. This girl looks the most similar to her, and shockingly, is not a blonde. You know, and was like. Now, okay. what I did like about this is that he so he follows her up there like a fucking creep, and she's like, like "Get away from me!" Creep, yeah. And like, she's got balls for the first time. Like, yeah. he's like asking her questions. At this point, we honestly don't know that we don't know yeah. that it's the same person. But 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 looking back, when she opens the door, there's not. I I watched for it this time because I knew it was happening, and I there was not a shred of. Re- recognition on her face there wasn't like a moment of her being like oh shit who are you yeah you know, there was, was no like clue to the audience that no like, but it also him. has been a year although we're gonna get to the twist here in a minute but we and we haven't really gotten there but yeah. i if i were judy mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think i would stay in the same town yeah why is she yeah. so there but it doesn't the, the film doesn't work without Without her there. Without her there. But anyway, so Judy, he's asking Judy quest- a lot of questions. He thinks he, she reminds him of Madeline. Judy immediately realizes like, that. Yeah, he, all the guys say that. She's like, oh, I remind you of someone. But she's very like ballsy. She's like, I don't want to answer your questions. Get the fuck out of my house. Like she's got, you know, finally got, you know, some backbone for the first time. Doesn't last long. Yeah. She lets him into her apartment. And I wrote this down. Um, because he doesn't look like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> That's what she says. Well, I guess I'll let you in. You don't look like Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, is that really how we're... Only That's, right. That's only the scale we're working like with here. Technically, no one knows who Jack, what That's Jack the good Ripper point. looks yeah, exactly. like. So uh, um, I'll let you in. <laughs> so he's very clearly obsessed right. and a little psychotic. And she is like, um, after not too long, really starts to take pity on him is like oh you must really have loved her like you have yeah. you had a bad i still and, and, was very confused as to why she let him in though like yeah. i don't think i would let like a, a woman that i don't know into my apartment you know no. necessarily no. like i wouldn't let anybody in like no. i'd maybe let one of my neighbors but come to she, sugar. but also back she does then, did know him possibly. but yeah. she did yeah. but like uh, <laughs> um so he invites weird. her to dinner and for some reason and she's she accepts. like dinner and what else right and he's like, like just dinner but he's very demanding. Like yeah. he's like, we're going to dinner at six, but and she's like, "Well, I need to get dressed." Because he's like, I'll, "I'll give you an hour." Okay, I'll give you an hour then. And she's like, "Because he wants to go to dinner like right then." And she's, why? I don't even understand why she's even entertaining him. Like if she knows, I, I don't. We need yeah. to get. We're to almost the next there. Part of we're almost there. I, we're almost yeah, there. This that's the very next thing that happens. People who haven't seen this movie are like. I well, I think we've given it, well, it mostly doesn't away. Make any sense? Like, why she would invite him in and do all of this and agree to go to dinner with him if she doesn't know? It doesn't him. make like, any. It doesn't sense. make sense. But I guess it maybe would have made sense at the time. Like at the time, you well, know, she seems a young like she has low self esteem. Twenty six years old and needs a husband. You know, like oh, she's man. practically an old maid. Oh, yes, 
26. She needs to pop out a kid. Her great great grandmother had already had a child, been abandoned, left on the street, and yeah. killed herself yeah. at this yeah. point. So yeah. I think most women had several <laughs> children by the time they were 26. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here here's the big twist. <laughs> Uh, so after she agrees to go to dinner with him, bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, we have this really, I think, clumsy flashback where she like yeah, imagines everything happened. So I'd like to hear this from Hillary's perspective because we all knew it was coming. So I'd like to hear what you thought, what um, you were, what was going through your mind as you were watching the scene. I was pretty shocked by this, to be honest. Like I wasn't expecting that even with all of the clues and everything else. Like I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a expecting what? So this is what we find out. We find out that, um, Judy, was hired by Gavin because she looks kind of like his wife. Who is a person that existed. Who is an actual person who existed, um, but she looks kind of like his wife. And so... And that she dyed her hair blonde. She dyed, yeah, she dyed her hair <laughs> blonde for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay, Gavin pays her to play his wife. What's his name? Scotty has never met his wife, so doesn't know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, immediately just assumes, yeah, that's his wife. And so he plots to kill his wife, have her run to the top of the stairs, knowing that rather Scotty has vertigo, vertigo and won't, and won't make be able it to, to the top. Yeah. And so she gets to the top, closes the trap door. He breaks his wife's neck, throws her off the roof, and he thinks that Madeline slash Judy has died and jumped off the roof when really he pushed his actual wife, Madeline, off the roof and Judy hid in a corner. Right. I don't know. I was very shocked by it, to be honest. It was Did you follow what was going on? Because I feel like it's a little confusing if you don't know. Well, she's she's just describing how, what what was explained after. The, in the dream, all of that stuff was not like Well, but wasn't completely... this in a letter and like in a flashback? Well, no, no, no. no. This is, well, she did write a letter. She does write a letter to Scotty where she explains. It was a dream first. A flashback of a dream. Yeah. Flashback first. And then she explains But everything it. that she oh. says happens in the flashback. Like she... Yeah. Uh, we see her run up the tower. We see her. We see Gavin at the top of the tower. We see With another wife. woman we see Scotty, in the same outfit. Right. We see Scotty having about. vertigo, and then we see uh, Gavin push the other mm-hmm. woman off, and her cry out, and then Gavin put his hand over her mouth, and then she, the next scene. Just in case you didn't fucking know what was going on, because yeah. it's a little confusing. Yeah. Judy then out like speaks out loud a letter she's writing to scotty about how yeah. i loved you i loved you but i he well, paid she, me she money doesn't speak it out loud it's it's heard in vo- voiceover but yeah so what we find out is that judy is madeline but not really like she was pretending to be madeline and she, it was she, an she elaborate was plot to john but so she knowing, was not the real so madeline. knowing that information why does judy even entertain him. Why does Judy live in the same city? Right. Like you, if you well, should take that money and run. But okay, whatever. Fine. She's in the same city. We can get over that just yeah. for the sake, sake of, of the movie. Things. But also, making. it's San Francisco. It's not like some little town in Missouri. It's yeah, like but San why Francisco. Does she, why does she go? Like, why does she let him into? You know, knowing that yeah. she's part of because this big she's in love with him. She she fell That's in love. That's what I'm getting at. So he's yeah. gonna tell he's it, in love with him. You know, so he's gonna she's gonna tell him like you were an accomplice to murder. Uh, woman who was totally innocent that your friend just wanted to murder and get her money like that's why she I don't, stays I, there I don't like, think she was thinking that murder. I know I don't think she was thinking that far in advance but right. I don't she think right until that point we yeah but then she I tears wasn't it up. convinced of what her feelings were were for him yeah you know? I wasn't either well, she I says in the letter I love you 
That makes sense. But like, it doesn't but make before sense. She but says we'll, that though. Well, yeah. That's all we get. Yeah. <laughs> that's our justification. It doesn't make sense. Um, but that's what we get. So their date is at the <laughs> restaurant, the same restaurant where he first saw Madeline, Which the same restaurant up. where he went to and so saw that, that, that the rest other of this woman. movie from this point on is like, just okay, this like, is where the fuck. real nightmare begins for me. Right. Like this is when the movie becomes frightening to me. I do wish that this part of the movie was longer. This, I do too. You know, this, this part is this what is, is really interesting to me. Yeah. I agree. Like this part where he devolves. I mean, he was already like, I feel like we could have spent less time on the first half. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, Hitchcock right. wanted to spend more time with the blonde Kim Novak <laughs> than the brown I Kim I th- Novak. I, th- I think there's a, a reason why you have a slow build and then right. like speed things up as there's like, a psychotic. I feel like this that. is what the movie is really about, though. Yeah, is his obsession this is the of the movie. This is like everything we've watched up to this point right. was leading to well, this, this. Is the going up to the cli- cl- yeah. climax, and that's always v- very steep. What did I say last night that you've been shamaloned? Yeah, I felt like. Oh yeah, we yeah. yeah Hillary was shamaloned. <laughs> yeah. Was did like, you understand movie, what was like, going on, or did it take you a minute? Uh, yeah, I mean, I knew what was going on. I didn't find it too confusing. Like. They all conspired to murder his wife. It's like the typical classic, classic like, movie. Classic. Kill the wife for the but money. This, like, it's very like strange. Well, they don't even train, give us a reason. You know? Yeah, they don't. Why I he just kills assume. her? He's just like killing my wife. For the money, as you do. She's wealthy yeah. and inherited she's all the jewelry. A, yeah. He paid uh, her in the jewelry. Okay. Yeah, he immediately moved to Europe forever. But this okay. feels <laughs> kind of like a, a Neil Butte play too, where like characters do like ridiculously convoluted things that like no one in real life would actually do but it's just for the sake of it being like a and they hate women and i think that i think that train of thought is coming from our modern sensibility of what we expect in movies now is like is this real can this you know and it's so hard to break from that too yeah they may not have thought too much about that right but so at dinner which watching her like you can see her the pain that she's going through is she like knows that he is fantasizing about this other woman through her yeah but he keeps looking just god awful well yeah but he keeps looking at this uh, like he sees the other blonde woman again who is wearing like the gray suit and like he's like he's like you're almost what i want but not quite right and she wants you to be in the same outfit that my ex-lover died in but this is another example of him being the most obvious person he's just like staring at her and she's long enough for her to be like turn her head and like look and be like oh Oh, and then he's still staring, and she's like, "I don't know." They go back to the her yeah, she's apartment. She's also a little weirdly obsessed with him. I, I feel yeah, like for know. this to even continue in this, yeah, way. I mean, she puts or, up with a lot. Or does he I have mean, some sort of power over her? Or for is she some just a that? desperate old spinster, <laughs> a twenty-six-year-old <laughs> spinster who is just trying to? Well, the nail green down light reappears again yeah. back at her place. Uh, he wants her to quit her job and spend all her time with him, and he says he'll take care of her. She after thinks this she, happens I after she thinks he only locked that out because it was too painful yes. to fuck, listen to. That's fucking she creepy. thinks he only likes fuck her because she reminds him of Madeline. She keeps saying that you only like me because I I, I I remind you of her, and he's he doesn't deny it. Well, no, he says I like you. But to be fair to him, she is Madeline. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? The yeah. Madeline that yeah. he knew. It's yeah. weird, but it she is. was it's weird. It's acting like if someone Judy fell in love with me like while Madeline. i was playing Mar- maria in west side story i'd be like i'm not maria right. like you're falling in love but with a char- right. char- the, character she yeah. is in love with him and is desperate to have him love her so she yeah. goes through a tremendous so there's actually a, a couple scenes where he's like 
romancing her ish. I mean, they're like yeah. walking together and like everything seems like okay ish for well, a minute. Can, can we first but say then like the real she, fucked up shit but, starts to happen? But wait, wait, go back because okay. he tells her to take off work the next day basically like basically what ends up happening for the rest of the movies he makes her his doll like he makes her a doll that he dresses up as madeline Mm -hmm. he takes her shopping it's very painful the scene where he's uh taking her suit shopping and like he wants to get the same suit that madeline had and she knows it and she's like she doesn't like that she's like i don't want that suit it doesn't look good on me looked at it in her closet earlier in yeah she still has it yeah looked at it in her closet but she's like i don't like that suit i want this other suit and he's like no and he's very like demanding and controlling and she's very like very obviously upset like she runs and like hides in a corner like pouts in a corner and he's like he doesn't seem to care that she's upset also he is like very angry about getting her to wear this pantsuit and i had a guy once ask me hey like why don't why don't you ever buy any lingerie and i was like what if you want to see it so bad why don't you fucking buy it and like (laughs) moved on i was like any guy who just even suggests like the littlest amount to me is like hey like you want to wear this thing i'm like absolutely fucking not i don't like, go she puts fuck yourself she does like, yeah he's like buying her the exact pants i would also like wants. to it's point creepy. out that everything that he does to her because he buys her the pants he has her change her hair to be like madeline's hair he has her yeah. like he takes her to the her, to her makeup her hair too. stylist her makeup. They, he, they redo her makeup they redo her hair and like bleach it but everywhere he goes he's there are other women there who yeah. are selling the suit or doing the hair and like they are completely on board like yeah, at no like, point do they go like, you are creepy dude yeah. or like, she doesn't want this right we know what you like or like yeah stuff, stuff they're like willing that. to do whatever he wants without any consideration but that's not their fault that's their job and that's what they were told by society to I say yes yeah. yes. do you think yes. a, do you think that's how it would have gone down i mean i'm just pointing out that that's a thing that's yes. happening in the movie yes i feel like you know that show uh what would you do if that happened yeah. in the 50s, I feel like uh, we would all be shaking our heads a lot more at the end of those segments. <laughs> yeah. And instead of like rooting the civilian on for like stepping in and back in that day, they're like, the man knows what the woman needs. So yes. I, thought, I just everyone, felt that was extra fucked up. Everyone. Yeah. There was no one to help. I mean, there were a few w- 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 women here and there that didn't buy into the status quo but most women were like, yeah, this is my, my life as a woman and it's not weird and this is just how it is. I mean, even to the point where she gets the hair dyed, but then she didn't have it up. She had it down and she's, he's like, you have to, he's like, I told them to put up your hair. I told them that I told you that. And he's very demanding. And, and, and then she doesn't really want to do it. She's like, I don't like my hair that way. Like it doesn't look good on me. I want to leave it down. And he says to her, Judy, it it can't matter. And I was like, in what way can it not matter? Because it doesn't matter what she wants. It only matters what he wants. (sighs) Yeah. That, and he that sees her really as a possession. Yeah. And then she goes in the bathroom and does some witchcraft for like 10 seconds. Right. And it comes it's out with a perfectly. Perfect and updo. there's the green light. Mm-hmm. She walks through a pool of green light. Yeah. It's not fog. It's but so green light. Could we agree that Hitchcock also thinks that this view of women is wrong? Because this is the point in the movie where we're hating him and not liking him. And universally, this is the creepy part of the movie. And it's like, so is he telling us, you know, 
this is not okay. This is not a right way to treat a woman or to. I am glad you brought this up because I cannot figure it out. I am trying to put myself in the headspace of what he was trying to do, but also like this is what he did with his leading ladies. Right. Like he did that to these women. Like he sculpted and molded Mm -hmm. them to a point that made them very stressed out and uncomfortable. And in an obsessive way, and maybe he's self-aware about that. I don't know. But also, this is what studios did to women as well. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder, like, what am I supposed to come away with feeling? Like, I think the definitely you can say that the point is obsession is bad and obsession yeah. is dangerous. But all this other stuff about him turning her into a doll and fetishizing her and taking away her personhood, is that something I should be upset about? Or is that something that would have just been accepted? I don't know, because I... I'm I'm a woman living in 2016, mm-hmm. so I wonder if a 1950s audience would have said, "Well, it's okay to do some things. It's but, okay but, to buy your no, wife but, the suits you know, that she I would that you like, you, but, in, but not that in much." In this situation, this is the part of the movie that's supposed to be the the creepy or scary. This is the but, Hitchcock part. You know, this is the the part of the movie that we're all of us are universally not supposed to be cool with. But to our audience is our audience is the audience he was playing to a male or female audience. Is it supposed to be scary that she is becoming this doll and he's doing this to her or is it scary what's become of him? Because I'm, of this I'm, I'm more That's, I'm more inclined to believe option two. What we two. have to decide is like, is it scary because he's projecting so much on her and she has to become this thing. Is that why it's so scary? Or is it scary because he is now He's been driven crazy. to this He's by the manipulation. This by this woman yeah. who he thinks died. Like who was which which a part of yeah. his murder plot. Right. Is this scary for men? Because men think like if I lose the woman I love, I'm gonna be driven to this point. Or a woman's a, my attraction or, to women yeah, will lead to this obsession. Or is it scary for women? I don't to know. See I just, like it's, those it's scenes are just, so creepy. I just find it hard to believe that he was, you know, creating these last few shots of this movie, thinking like this is normal. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, right. I agree with you right. that I don't it's think hot. it's normal, but I think Hillary's making an important distinction because yeah, yeah, in yeah. one like, in one one view of it is, oh my god, his treatment of her is, is fucking scary. That's one yeah. read of it. The second read is. Oh my God! Look what wh- he's become. Me become I like the way he's devolved because of this woman and his feelings about her mm-hmm. is fucking scary. I'd be inclined to believe that that was what the intention of the movie is because everything is told through the lens of his perspective. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. too, just because because of the time but, period, because it's his story mm-hmm. and not her story. We didn't meet Judy in the beginning, right? We, didn't we don't see know Judy anything about his vertigo. Yeah. But it's about him. And Honestly, so that, by the end of this, I feel like the vertigo is just like a, a, a plot device. It yeah, seems like it's it not important weird. at the end. It is a plot device. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but again, I don't think I do think it ties into the emasculation. Yeah. Um, and I think you could even argue that a woman that that a the a woman's um influence on a man by her sheer sexual magnetism is a form of emasculation Mm -hmm. because he loses control and men are supposed to be in control. Mm -hmm. Of course, naturally as I'm watching it, this is like a nightmarish hellscape of like a controlling, obsessive, dangerous, abusive relationship. Like that's what is frightening to me. Yeah. 
Um, she dresses up in the black dress and then wears the Carlotta necklace. And this is when he sees it and his, something goes off in his brain where he's like, now I'm going crazy. But he's like, well, he, he sees the necklace and I don't, honestly, I think the connection is a little wacky. I think it's a little loose, but he sees the necklace and is like, oh my God, that's the necklace from the painting. Yeah. She's the same person. She's Madeline. And he suddenly puts it all together in a way that I think is but a little she's unreasonable. Not, but he yeah. doesn't think she's Madeline. He thinks he somehow is like, she pretended to be Madeline. Yeah. And then like, like he somehow like figured she, out this convoluted plot. For him to get plot. mad about the necklace means that he would have to have figured out in that instant. Yeah. Everything. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But he does. And this is when, again, Jimmy Stewart, amazing performance. I mean, I think Kim mm-hmm. Novak as well gave a great performance because Judy and, and Madeline are very different characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like Jimmy Stewart, like he is since especially since his persona was this likable everyman, like he becomes a f- like a f- scary, just terrifying, psychotic, abusive person by the end of this film. Well, yeah, he he takes her to back to the old Spanish Spanish it mission. It takes her a little too long to realize that. She's like, yeah, he's the driving her there. He's like, like, let's go on oh, a date. No. It's like a hundred miles away, and, and she's, she's like, he's like driving her to this yeah, yeah Spanish yeah. thing, and she's starting to catch on. She's like, where are we going? And she's completely dressed like Madeline at this yeah. point. Like yeah. looks yeah. like she just Madeline she's again. yeah, <laughs> but he's like angry at her mm-hmm. like he is yeah. violently angry at her and, and blames it, this entire thing on her well and i thought he was gonna just take her down there and kill her and yeah like throw her off the roof um, well to be fair though he was pretty much taken for a ride like that's true I would he be was very much gaslighted pissed if i was him too yeah he was I mean, he's gone through some shit but would you like kill someone but fucking drive her well, to the no, police station you know right, yeah. but he's right. lost it at this point and i mean his he, they, reality is not they get there at night and then they have this similar kind of scene in front of the church. Um, and then he takes her. Well, he tells her he wants her to be Madeline yeah. at the church. And I, want, I need you to be Madeline. And I'll chase and you, yeah. yeah. This, this, is the cr- this is the scariest so part of the movie. Up. This yes. entire scene yeah. is the scariest part of this movie. And she's me. like trying really hard not to go up the stairs. And he's like right behind her. He's like her, dragging like her up. He pushes her, her dragging him. her. And, yeah. and, and this is like a, his like, his, uh, he does like a, a monologue, like explain, explaining to her what, she did what he yeah, he knows. lays out the whole plot. But in a very like creepy, like well written way. Well, he's also like at one point he's like choking her. Yeah. At one mm-hmm. point he has his hands on his th- her throat and he's choking yeah. her while he explains everything yeah. that like you did this and then you did this and where was the wife? And she's like, I don't she was up there and I wanted to tell you, but I couldn't and I cried out and like and but he's first, like, What did he do? Did he was she dead already? How long had she been dead? And she's like, He broke her neck and like she's like you know, yeah. just really yeah, helpless sorry, at this point. I'm sorry, but I feel like we we are giving Judy too much clout. I feel like she fucked up too. Yeah. Yes, she stood was there and up. watched this woman get killed and thrown off a building. Well, she yeah. got paid no, to help. But, but yeah. did she know that she was going to be killed that way? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah, she had to well, run then, up there in order. Why? For her to why, why did she? She looked surprised. Like when she when she when the woman was thrown off, she was like. <gasps> Well, like she, she was surprised, screams, but I think that like I think watching she was having anyone second be thoughts. thrown from yeah. a building is pretty true. Yeah, like I do think that she, you know... Regretted her decision. Right, but yeah. I do think she knew what was happening. I think mm. she knew that this was all big plot to kill... I mean, you're right. That's a good point. She does a terrible thing. Like She does. She's she does a murderer. Do a I mean, she, she is an accomplice in murder. But he is... He's a... F- fucking crazy yeah, he, her. Oh, he's, he's a, a psycho oh yeah oh yeah he's like I mean, lost I it completely and told, is trying yeah. to murder her and 
church steeple. And so. so he's he's finally like, okay, I I can I can go through the trap door. She was like, let's go through well, the trap she, door. Well, she he gets a couple spells of vertigo and he pushes through finally it. Overcomes yeah, it. so they go finally. through the trap door. But she also, <laughs> oh yeah, so now they're at the top. You're <laughs> right, they're at the top, and then they still talk. And she and like of course throughout the whole movie, I know what's gonna happen. And so I'm like watching as she's like against the wall, you know, and she's like holding on, and then she like crosses to him. Well, she tells him that she loves him. She's yeah. like, I fell in love with you. And he's still like really pissed at her. And then... Well, I, I have to say though, I think that what's very... This one, uh, the, another thing that I found very disturbing about this was that it didn't even seem so much that he was upset about the murder as he was upset about the about Madeline Her not line, being a line, real line. like yeah. his yeah. image of Madeline was not true. Mm-hmm. Yes, like yeah. that was what really bothered yes. him. It wasn't right. the, mur- the, the, it was the, yeah. the murder. So I think that's important like to yes. of his right. affections. Yeah, his his this. Well, I would say this perfect creature that he yeah. believed existed yeah, he is didn't not even really know real. And that is what made him is most yeah. most angry. Not that she was part of this murder plot and tricked him and all of that, and and used his vertigo against him. Yeah. So this the most terrifying point of this movie is the very last thing, which is where a nun just pops out of the Hey guys, through. what's up? No, 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 but she's, she's so very, she doesn't even like say it. Like she just walks through and she like Ju- 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 Judy sees the, the 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 silhouette and just screams and like flies off the roof and, just and dies the same way that <laughs> bumbles out of the tower. Madeline died. Yeah, which is like what? You, like you, you did, I didn't see that co- coming the first time. I, I mean, saw surely it. he's got to go to jail yeah. at this point. That's like three people that have, mean, died that have died to their death. falling <laughs> to their deaths. Yeah, but like but, but the last shot is him walking through the the little like doorway, and he's like standing at the edge, looking down with his hair flying in the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I'm like so now you can like stand on at a height and look down like you yeah like what well point I'm does trying he to wonder over- like vertigo is gone he, well yeah well he overcame it by going up through the, pushing through because he's a man Sarah yeah his he's a man he saw you know, someone like, he was pissed at die and so that well at the end you're kind of wondering like what's gonna happen to him now like is he gonna jump I don't know like mm-hmm. he it's kind of left. Hanging. Or is he going to have an, an, an have another tri- tribunal? Well, I like, fucking uh, hope so. I mean, there should be some consequences. Like, ob- I know it wasn't his fault that that, the, that woman got murdered, but he, like, circumstantially speaking. Right. Yeah. A lot of people die around this guy. Yeah, I'm falling saying. off of buildings. I think his detective <laughs> well, career. Three right. people falling to their deaths around him. Um, the same person twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Good luck getting out of this one, Scotty. I think Johnny. your detective oh career is pretty much shot. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! All right, welcome to Nervous Breakdowns. This is the part of the show where we read horrifying casting breakdowns. And since it's uh, October and we're celebrating Halloween, um, let's see what terrifying casting <laughs> breakdowns we have in store. Nervous Breakdowns! <laughs> I, I actually have some pretty short ones this week. I actually have two. I will tell you that at least one of them comes from a pretty reputable casting source. <laughs> so who wants to read this first one? It's real short and sweet. Supporting female, 17 to 23. Accuses Jack of rape, but he is cleared of all charges. Needs someone who looks like a high schooler. 
Hillary, anything you'd like to say about that? Uh, No, just high schoolers aren't 23 years old, so. Well, it's somebody that needs to look like a high schooler. 17 to 23. Yeah, they're hiring an actor between 17 and 23. Like, if you're going to hire a 17-year-old. Well, I assume there's going to be a tasteful rape, Hillary. That's uh, probably why. I'm sure there will be a very (laughs) tasteful rape. But why do do we need to know he's By the way, listeners... why do we need to know he is cleared of all charges? Like that's not important to her character. Well, but yeah, we, it's it's describing the crazy. other person's character. Yeah. I, I I hope that this story is about how it's bad when people get cleared of rape charges. And not like, let's how hope to that get out of your but rape like, charges. How to but get, like why is that like Welcome to the how, auditions how about, for how to get out of your rape charges? How about just how lesson rape, one, rape. Brock Turner. How about just describing yeah. her like even just saying accuses Jack of rape? We don't need to know anything about Jack. This is about this char- char- character. Totally. But I would definitely say they needs to look like high school. It was the most disturbing part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. all right. Um, now the next one, school. I'm going to hand over to Hillary. Oh, There's an accompanying yay. photo with this casting breakdown. Oh man. Guardsmen. Eight. There are eight of them. African-American males, strong and built, preferably over 5'10". Unpaid, but a fun experience <laughs> and well-fed. IMDb credit and copy for the film will be provided. And um, how would you describe that photo that's underneath the casting guardsmen. breakdown? This supposed to be eight guardsmen, guardsmen, which I think I think mall, maybe a mall security yeah, guard, maybe yeah, somebody like, at a prison. Be, right, you're going to be carrying a gun, uh, a uniform. Maybe it's a mob film. I don't know. <laughs> what what is the um, picture, Hillary? It, it's tribal African men um, <laughs> painted, uh, painted with and naked oh, from the waist up. Yeah, like a a white paint on their faces and like large necklaces and um they're carrying what looks to be like a spear (laughs) (laughs) it's just so it's tribesmen (sighs) yeah this sounds like a person who's making a film about um africa and which is great but that's great just in your description make sure you let people uh, know that yeah but also I'm questioning, like, what is this movie about? Like, why are you, sh- why is this picture, like, right? what does what this is, have to do why with? Why is this representative? I mean, are you making a biopic about Chaka Zulu? Because then, cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds cool. But then, <laughs> but then casting white actors as the head tribesmen? <laughs> like, Good. Yeah, because, I mean, how else are you going to sell that movie, Sarah? Uh, yeah. This is... And well fed. Did anyone think that was like very disturbing? <laughs> very fun. But yeah. well fed. Well, I think it, it looked strong and built. Sadly, in the film industry, especially the independent film industry, sadly, feeding your actors is a perk. Yeah. Because I can't tell in. you how many sets that I've worked on. True. I go to every set that I don't know with a backpack full of snacks. You got both of you guys can attest to this. Yep, I, can. Yep. I have a variety of fucking snacks because <laughs> I never know whether I'm going to be fed or not. Yeah. You also have tampons and a first aid kit. I have tampons and, and a first aid kit because I don't know what I'm walking into <laughs> yeah, when I go to a low budget happen. set. Yeah. Um, no. Every if you are not paying your actors mm-hmm. at the very least, they should be well fed. Yep. But 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 the term the phrase "well fed" when co- you think combined with this picture fat, reminds fat, me fat, wait, up for a slaughter. It reminds me of like what pe- people say about slaves. Like, well, they were at least well fed. Oh my or god. Like, well, they were at least well <laughs> taken Whoa. care of. You know. Yikes. Like that's what immediately popped into my mind. I was like, why would you say that? I definitely feel like this is a very stereotypical image of right. tribesmen yeah. I, I don't so even, I, mean, I, like, but, I don't even know if they're supposed to be tri- 
in in some sort of tribe or if this is just like some sort of ceremony or anything either. Like it just like, it, I mean, look, if you're making context, an, a, a story about not that this person is ever going to listen to this podcast, yeah. unless you're one of the 20 people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> and if so, I'm sorry, we're yeah. going to be down to 19. Which your email address is fucking awesome. Yeah. I your email address that. is awesome. We're not going to read it, but your email address is awesome. If you're making a movie about a story that needs to be told, that's great. But there, at least to, to the outside observer, there's somewhat of a lack of sensitivity in terms of the, the accompanying imagery why, to this. Why don't people describe like a like a short like sentence synopsis of the film before you're supposed they, to. Yeah, they give the, the breakdowns. Yeah, like, you're, you're supposed to. Okay. So the last one I wanted to read is we read. Of course, we read a lot of breakdowns on here that we sh- are shaking our finger at or wagging our finger at. Um, and then this one, it, so I wanted to read this one because I feel like somebody is out there trying to do something different. And I want to give a tip my hat to you, whoever is doing this. All right. So uh, this one is, it says, uh, nonprofit organization seeks to build a community where mem- women and girls of all ages and ethnicities can come together without fear of judgment of who they are and embrace their truest self. Their core values are to slay the stereotypes which fuel uh, the giants women aim to conquer while empowering them to live out their purpose, seeking non-union women ages 18 to 65, all ethnicities, no specific body type to portray empowered women for promotional content for this nonprofit organization. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So good on you. Yeah. Great job Some, there. Sometimes, sometimes you get a good one. But does it have a plot or is it just like a... <laughs> I think it's a promotional it's video for the nonprofit. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it did <laughs> not say whether anyone would be well plot. fed. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't speak to that. Welcome to Plug It Up. Um, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about some things that we've got coming up. We talk about some things that our guests have coming up um, that, you know, you might want to consume with your eyes and ears. Hillary, would you like to start us off? Well, I guess um, <laughs> we have a live sketch show coming up. So if you guys are in Atlanta, Georgia, you can catch C-C-T us at our live um, sketch show. Yep. Our critical crop top live sketch show title pending. Um, that's actually not the title, but the title is actually pending. Ooh, title pending is not a title bad idea. Isn't a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I kind of like that. Listeners, you may have just uh, stumbled upon some genius. And uh, that will be at the Village Theater in Atlanta, Georgia at 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 22nd and Saturday, November 12th. Uh, the shows will be slightly different. So yeah, they if you will come be different to one, shows. you can still come yeah. to the other one. Uh, you can buy those tickets. You can actually go to the Village Theater website Ooh. and get your tickets there. If you go to the calendar and you look up the dates of our shows, uh, you will be able to buy your tickets through the Village Theater. Um, we The link or to on our, our event Facebook page. Right, or on the Facebook event page. $5 um, online, 10 at the door. Yeah, so that's fucking cheap, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Fucking cheap. Cheap comedy. S- but, lap it up. But <laughs> great comedy. Indeed. Come have some beers and cheap laughs with us at the Village Theater <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia at 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, November 12th. What else could I watch there besides sketch comedy, Hillary? Well, oh, oh. or Christo, oh. would you like to tell us about it? 
PYT's is going to be premiering another episode, PYT's web show, which I worked on with you, Hillary. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, we all did. We all oh, did, yes. It. Yeah, it was, um, it was so much fun. So that'll be coming out the same night. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah so you if you go to the show, you get to see an episode of PYT's that's never been seen before. Shortly thereafter, we will be world releasing... World premiere. World premiere. Yes. Shortly thereafter, we'll be releasing them on the web. But uh, at a later date. Christo did <laughs> edit some DVD. of those episodes that's true. as well. Uh, Christo edited some. He also was yes. a pr- production script manager, supervisor, script supervisor. Did something. Did yeah. the slates. Yeah. Okay, so new episodes of PYT's web show. Look for those. Those, of course, when they go online, will be available on the Vimeo channel. So check that out. Sarah. Uh, for me, Dick Pick Professional is, it's in post-production. We'll be releasing it soon on our Vimeo channel, so look out for that. Yeah, and in the meantime, you can check out some of the other things that we've already made, such as Hi Grandma and Honest Makeup Blog. You can watch the entire Motherload web series and our latest video, short 80s dating video remix, um, which all of us are in. So go check that out. It's on our Vimeo channel. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud. Um, if you uh, have been enjoying the show, consider leaving us a review, um, and hopefully new people will find us that way. Yeah, so that's going to be our show for today. Thank you, Christo, for joining us. Thanks it was for having me. It was great so to have fun. you on the show, great finally. I feel like you've been a kindred spirit of the show, yeah. watching these movies with us. I'm so excited. Um, and it's been great to have you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode of the Feminine Mistake Podcast. Happy Halloween, which will be happening later this month than when this show comes out. But <laughs> yeah. let's face it, it's October, so I'm going to be selling, celebrating Halloween all month long. Yes. Yep. Woo!